What up, y'all? It's your boy, Superhero Buff, back at it with another superhero-related video. This time, it's a review of the newest chapter in the MCU saga, Ant-Man and the Wasp, sequel to 2015's Ant-Man. And uh, before watching the Ant-Man and the Wasp movie, I watched Ant-Man and rewatched Ant-Man. I had a great time watching the film. But the problem with me watching Ant-Man today that it did not it did not stand on its own because at the time when I watched Ant-Man it was it was new it was something fresh the comedic aspects of the MCU were not dominating the overall genre yet we had one comedy film Guardian of the Galaxy yes Iron Man 3 was on the funnier side um, Guardian of the Galaxy was a full-on sp uh, space opera comedy, but we had Age of Ultron, which was still funny. It still had a sense of stakes, whereas Ant-Man came out, it was, a it was a nice breath of fresh air, because it was going pretty serious till then. Thor 2 was pretty serious, Winter Soldier was very serious, and then we had Age of Ultron, which was fine, but then... Ant-Man. So Ant-Man, I really enjoy when I watched the first time. I rewatched it before watching the Ant-Man, the Wasp, and I enjoyed it. But it was a very... Rewatching it now, it, I realize that it does not hold up. I realize that a lot of MCU movies, if you rewatch them, they don't hold up because for the time being, it's a passable fun time. Most MCU movies are passable fun times, just like how the first Ant-Man was. And today's review is Ant-Man the Wasp is just that. Ant-Man the Wasp is a passable, subpar, fun time at the theater. Take your families, go with your friends, uh, do not have high expectations. This is a very fun movie and i know fun is a very overused term to describe these movies and i'm sick and tired of it and i'm calling it fun because because there are fun elements in the movie remember this is a non-spoiler review nothing's gonna be spoiled um there are very fun aspects in it the action sequences are pretty fun um it, it's it, it's very light-hearted and entertaining Overall, the plot is very sleek. They're not, there's not much boring parts in it. It's a very well-directed comedy, action comedy, and a little bit of rom-com. So it's a very good time for the family at the theater. So as a viewer, as a, as a viewer and as a critic, as a critic, I would give the film right now a rating of a B-. It's a good film, uh, little short on expectations, which I already then didn't have much, but it, it fell short, expecting more Giant Man, didn't get that much, it's not a spoiler, um, so a B minus, I would say it's a fair rating, see, now, stick along, because that was my critic review, that was my fun-loving critic review if I'm watching a superhero movie for the first time. If that was my first superhero movie, and if I'm not judging it as a superhero film or an MCU chapter, I go in the theater, I'm taking notes, I watch Ant-Man and the Wasp, a B- is, a, is my rating. Now, this is with a brutally honest comic book fan, superhero movie fan, a lover in film, and who loves discussions comes in. Now the brutally honest part comes in. So, stick along with it. This might might turn out to be a rant. 
three, two, one. It's funny how I'm making like a race. Let's begin. Ant-Man and the Wasp is a very unnecessary sequel to a very unnecessary franchise. This movie was not needed. This movie was not necessary for any story. Yes, there are elements of it that will be used in future movies. That's all. Ant-Man the Wasp. If I'm a viewer, and if I wasn't a superhero fan, and if I wasn't a MCU fan, I would not pay 20 bucks to see this film. Simple as that. Because this movie has no stakes. This movie has a very thin, generic plot, generic comedy, generic action. Yes, some action sequences are very well done, but we have seen this a thousand times already. MCU, please give something new. That rhymes. (laughs) I just made up a rhyme. Um, Yes, people will be like, bro, you just watched Infinity War though. That was completely new. Yes, I did. Infinity War just came out, and I know why the MCU released this film after, MC, uh, after Infinity War. Because everyone was heartbroken at the end of Infinity War, people, that movie had stakes. Now let's release a film that has no stakes. It doesn't work that way. It, it doesn't. Because, it, you know, it would have worked, honestly. If, if it would have worked, if every movie since Civil War wasn't a comedy, it would have worked. Let's be honest here. Doctor Strange was very fun. Doctor Strange had jokes all up in that movie. And I don't mind jokes, but when it sacrifices plot issues, it's a problem. But still, I'll let Doctor Strange fly. I'll let it slide because, yes, the jokes were corny. It was odd. But it was still a... It still had a sense of stakes. Yeah, it had a sense of stakes. It had a sense of danger around it. Now, let's begin with 2017. Guardians 2 was a comedy. I don't even want to question about that. That was a full-on comedy film, which I enjoyed a lot. It's one of my favorite MCU movies. Then we had Spider-Man Homecoming, which I personally think is a trash Spider-Man film. Good high school comedy, but a trash Spider-Man film. I liked Homecoming as a high school coming-of-age comedy, but if you ask me as a Spider-Man film, it's garbage. Trash, mediocre, not even mediocre, below that. Spider-Man Homecoming pisses me off. That was, a, that was a very comedic Disney for kids film. We had Thor Ragnarok. Now, this movie was a nail in the coffin for me personally. Because when I watched the trailer for Thor Ragnarok, I wanted something epic. I don't mind jokes. I don't mind comedy. But when the jokes take over the plot, I have a problem. As a film, Thor Ragnarok is a B plus. As a Thor movie, nah. Yes, you have your goofy character, Thor, because he lacked a character. You gave him a character. He's goofy now, but don't take away his power. Thor Ragnarok, I don't want German, it's not Thor Ragnarok review. See, we had three back-to-back comedy movies. Very comedic movies. Three back-to-back. So that's engraved in my head right now. That, and then Black Panther came out, which I loved. Black Panther was a breath of fresh air. It was like, I can breathe again. For all this comedy, Disney kids movies coming out, I can breathe again. Infinity War came out. I'm like, yes. I was relieved because Infinity War, yes, it had a bit too much jokes for me. The jokes was actually a lot. I was expecting Infinity War to be a bit more serious. Yes, the ending was serious, but it had too much humor. 
in the battle sequences, it had too much humor. The Guardians were too much in the film. It was still 40%, it was still a 40% comedy film. Let's be honest here. Infinity War was more Guardians 3 and Thor Ragnarok 2 than it was a Civil War sequel or an Avengers 3. So Infinity War does not get a pass. It still had 40% comedy. And people will be like, bro, it had a couple of jokes. No, it did not. It didn't have a couple of jokes. Spider-Man, Doctor Strange, Iron Man were joking around. Guardians were joking around. Thor and Rocket, even though I like their chemistry. So I'll let that slide. The only serious persona in the film was Cap's team. And everything else was jokes. Mark Ruffalo was throwing jokes every sentence. I'm like, bro, what happened to you, man? You're Bruce Banner. Don't give me that shit. Infinity War had too many jokes for me, man. I was getting Age of Ultron vibes. Like... They're all pushing the comedy a bit too much. Even in the battle sequences, don't give me comedy. Don't give me, don't give me any relief. I don't want that relief. I want tension throughout the film. When Mark Ruffalo was in that Hulkbuster suit and he was uh, fighting one of the Black Order members, that was too much comedy for me. You're about to die. And please, don't give me like, it's alright, that's how they relieve tension. Nah, man, don't. This is a war. This is Infinity War. I've been waiting for this movie for a long time. I let three... 2017, all the movies that Marvel came out in 2017 slide because it built to the further picture. Black Panther was a breath of fresh air, but that's not enough to get me past this comedic horror I have in my head. Now you hit me with Ant-Man the Wasp. Listen, I don't hate Ant-Man the Wasp. I just think it's very unnecessary and it actually dents my, it deepens the, not the hatred, but deepens the negativity in my heart for the MCU being more comedic and more kid-friendly. MCU was never like this. Captain America, I want movies like Winter Soldier again. I want movies like Civil War. I want movies like the first Iron Man. I want movies like Black Panther. I don't, and I don't mind having a Guardians film in between all those movies because the Guardians were originally co- the comedy uh, the comedic elements of the MCU. Now, it's 10 characters. Name five... You know what? This is a good question. Name five characters in the MCU that are not jokesters. Everybody is a jokester in the MCU. Every single one except for two people. That's Captain America and Black Panther. Those two characters are the only characters that are not jokesters and sarcastic. Everyone else is a jokester. See, th- this is dumb. It's too many jokesters ruins the entire squad. Now you can't take them seriously. That's why in my top MCU heroes, I have number one, Cap, number two, Iron Man, three, BP, and four, Winter Soldier. <coughs> I'm getting restless because you guys, because I'm Man the Wasp, my bad. It's too many jokesters. Guardians of the Galaxy was the original jokesters. Fine, let it slide. Because you need some comedy elements. Now they made Thor jokey. They made Spider-Man jokey. They made Ant-Man, who's already jokey in the first place. They made him more jokey. And in this movie, Ant-Man has looked like an idiot. Ant-Man was a supporting character. Everything I said in my previous podcast episode was true. I predicted this movie before it even came out. I knew what was going on. And I, when I, when I, while I was watching the film, I knew every sentence. That I knew every sequence that was going to happen. This is going to happen. This, this, this. Kevin Feige has a problem with his three-piece storytelling arc, a three-act arc. 
Listen, it works at times, and at times it feels very generic. This movie is so generic. It is so average. In today's day and age, where every other film is a superhero movie, you need to do some different shit. You need different shit in your film. If you, if you release more generic films, the mediocrity will increase. They're still making money, and this is how the superhero genre will die. And I don't want that to die, because eventually, you know what's going to happen? Eventually, more movies like Ant-Man, more movies like Spider-Man Homecoming, Thor Ragnarok, comedy, 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 will be introduced in the film, and people are going to get sick of it. And one of these days, these, an MCU big blockbuster movie is going to bomb at the box office. Then they're going to change up their design. You know what MCU needs right now? MCU needs a bomb. And I'm not being... A prick. I don't want them to fail. But when you create mediocrity, you need a wake-up call. Ant-Man and the Wasp. And I I assure you, Ant-Man and the Wasp is going to open well in this weekend. It's projected to make like $87 million through day, which is fantastic for Ant-Man and the Wasp uh, for Ant-Man sequel. It's fantastic. I mean, that means the worldwide should be around $650 or between $600 and $650. That's great. For Ant-Man and the Wasp, uh, for Ant-Man sequel, that's, fu- that's amazing. But I assure you, I am 90% sure that Ant-Man and the Wasp is gonna dip and it's gonna fall hard next week. Next week, this movie is gonna fall hard. Watch. Uh, I think the record holders, remember how Deadpool 2 dropped like 60%? Ant-Man and the Wasp is gonna have a very heavy drop in the second weekend. I assure you. Emma the Wasp is going to drop heavy because reviews are coming in. I've seen other reviews from other channels on YouTube. They haven't been very pleased with the film and you can see it on their faces. If this movie came out five years ago, I would personally give it a B plus A minus because the times are changing in this today's day and age. Every year, the genre changes. You have DC who is basically loading up right now, and MCU is resting on their laurels, DC is going to knock you out. Plus, this is going to be my next podcast, so I don't want to dwell on it. I'm going to talk about Comic-Con, and DC is going to dominate that shit, because MCU is holding back, which is fine. Do not, I don't want anything spoiled, because of future movies. They already, some leaks of uh, Spider-Man Far From Home has already been released, which is fine. But DC... I'm going to be 100%, I'm 100% sure that DC is not only going to release the Aquaman trailer, which is confirmed. The Aquaman trailer is coming out. They're going to release a Shazam teaser. They're going to release a logo teaser, a motion capture of uh, Wonder Woman 84. And I assure you, they're going to give you a slate. They will give you a slate, which will not, they will not hesitate from that slate. We're going to get a slate. And when... DC is going to have all that momentum for seven months till Captain Marvel comes out in March. Captain Marvel, if it's not, if it's the same shit, comedy, generic, Doctor Strange, uh, mediocrity storytelling with an interesting character, I'm done. I am going to be done. Because if Captain Marvel fails as a film, I think Captain Marvel will make its money. But if it fails as a film... Uh, MCU, like my previous podcast, is in big trouble. Because after your big dogs leave, after Iron Man, Thor, Cap leave, the MCU is going to be left with Jokesters and Black Panther. Black Panther is the only legitimate superhero left in the MCU after the top Trinity, uh, Thor, Cap, and Iron Man leave. 
<sighs> come on, man. Come on, MCU. New shit. Give, give us something new. You're gonna die out. Yo, you got the X-Men rights now. Please don't dumb down the X-Men. Please don't add comedy, dumb comedy in the X-Men. MCU, you were winning. You are still winning. You're miles ahead of your competition. You are dominating Hollywood. Don't rest on your laurels. And don't... If the more you rest, the more fear I have that this genre will die. Next thing you know, next year, you'll every superhero movie bombs. Venom looks more promising than... <sighs> Cap- uh, M and the Wasp. Venom is going to kick your ass. Even if the movie gets bad reviews, which I'm pretty sure it will, it at least has stakes. Stakes matter, guys. Stakes matters a lot. Because the more you have films like this, the more, pe- the, the more people start not to care. They, they, don't, they, start, they, don't start, um, they don't care anymore. I'm fumbling on my words. That's how pissed off I am at this film. It's not a rant. This is not... And guys, don't get me wrong, Ant-Man the Wasp is not a bad film, but you have seen this film already. Just watch the first Ant-Man, watch Guardians, watch Strange, watch Spider-Man Homecoming, watch The Ryan Ra. Guys, you have seen this film already. This is a very generic MCU formula film, which at this point, I'm actually ashamed of Feige. I'm like, bro, you should not be doing this at this point of your run. Like you're wrapping up your generation, your decade, you're, you're wrapping it up. And you're near ending it off with mediocrity? Don't. You'll, you'll, you're going to open other doors and you're going to get crushed. Let's sum it up. I'm in the Wasp. As a critic, as a first-time viewer, if I go with my family, if I go with my friends, <coughs> and I watch the film, I told you, B-. minus. As a film, it's a B- minus film. A passable good time. A very generous B-. minus. But as a fan... As a lover of MC, as a lover of MCU characters, as a lover of DC comics, Marvel comics, as a comic book fan, Anna and the Wasp is a C minus, C minus, mediocre, almost at that D plus level. C is a mediocre rating, guys. It's a C minus for me. That's it for this time. I know I went on a bit of a rant, but sorry. Next time.